Productions THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com. And I should also mention if you're just listening to the podcast feed, it is also on YouTube. So if that's your thing to watch videos of men, head on over to youtube.com. Joe, how was your week pretending to enjoy baseball? Well, first of all, Tom, I would like to say some folks would call it OWNProductions.net. Own. Uh, yeah. Yeah, how was your week, Tom? Uh, it was all right. Another week. Got yeah. some Halloween orders done. Getting that shit shipped out this week. I should be done with uh, all the Halloween stuff this week plus some so there's that and uh i noticed i was added to the houston horror market pop-up vendors list so i appreciate you guys thinking of me i wasn't planning on going but i guess now i gotta kind of have to so i'll have a couple days to make shit for that i guess but It'll just be stuff I was going to make for Trans World anyway, since I don't plan on selling anything there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can bring some movies and stuff, you know. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll bring the same movies I had at the uh, film fest that didn't sell. Yeah. More people attended. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> How was your week, Joe? Uh, let's see. I worked a lot. I, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Worked a lot. That's it. That's about it. You know, made a little barbecue yesterday. 
you know, and today I just, you know, saying goodbye to another Hispanic Heritage Month. This is the last day of uh, the most beloved cultural month in our calendar. But uh, yeah, what are you going to do? I don't think I sold one of those shirts that I posted throughout the month. Uh, so there's that. From what I'm told, the algorithm, which everybody always fights on all social media platforms, I guess, they don't like it when you post links, like you're just posting links to stuff, because it takes whoever's going to click that link away from the social media page that they're on. So it's always good to be like, hey, here's a picture. If you want to buy one of these, hit the comments, and then you post the link there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fucking matter. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense, you know. But, uh, but we're but trying to make dollars. We are. We are trying to make dollars, but, you know. Productions.net. I don't know. To really make dollars, they say you got to have the the TikTok or whatever newest platform is around, you know, not the X, but uh, TikToks, just like uh, I'm about to jump on Vine, you know, I'm trying to figure that out or something like that. I don't know. I just don't want to learn another social media. I know I'll have to. I know eventually uh, the Facebook will go down to something bigger and shinier, but uh until that day, I'll just stick with the with the old tools, even changing those tools on me all the time, you know, and making it, uh, wait a minute, that wasn't there before. Why is this happening now? But, you know, one old man. Yeah, I don't know if I'd worry so much about TikTok. I don't know how many 16-year-olds are going to want a black Gestapo shirt, but, you know, that's just my thinking. Well, the 16-year-olds will eventually turn into the 26-year-olds, and maybe and by then... They'll be long gone by then. Maybe they'll want a black Gestapo shirt at that point, you know, and somebody will go through like, hey, there's that old stuff that Joe left behind. Let's see if he had one of those size 3X. Probably They do. can just hit up one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a day today... <clears throat> I woke up early, did my uh, morning walk, and it was a bit chillier out today. And uh, on my first lap around my backyard as I started, kind of look over to the driveway and uh, outside the gate, I see this black mass that isn't moving. And I say, oh, Oh, not a fuck. Like no, it was the- on the other side of the gate. Okay. So uh I go up to it. Ah fuck. It's a cat. This is the second one this week. And I'm hey cat, are you dead? Didn't answer back, so I was just like, ah fuck. All right, I'll take care of this when I'm done doing my laps. So I went inside just in case anybody woke up, wrote a little note, cat's dead, details later. And then I went back outside and started doing the laps. And at this time, I'm thinking, all right, this is the second dead cat 
that's been on this fucking driveway this week. What the fuck is going on? So I'm just walking, and then I see the lady across the street. She's, like, going out to do her morning walk. And then I see her come over to the driveway, pick this dead cat up with her bare hands, and just kind of toss it by her mailbox, and then go on with her morning walk. Didn't take the time to wash her hands or anything like that. I'm just like, all right, well, that was nice. Now I don't have to deal with another dead fucking cat. Thank fuck. And then, uh, I don't know, eight hours later or so, there's a pickup truck full of cops outside of their house. I pull into my driveway. All right, Thomas, just go inside. No need to talk to these people. And I see some of them going to talk to my next door neighbors. And then uh, the neighbors next to them, there's two cop cars down there. All right, I'm going to have no part of this. <laughs> so I was wet inside, stayed in there for an hour until I had to go pick Lori up for work. All right, they're still here. Don't make eye contact. So I fuck off, and by the time I get back, thankfully they were all gone, and they left me the fuck alone. Because in the end, that's all I care about. Was the cat still there? Yeah, it's still fucking there, Joe. All right. Pick it up, bury it, throw it in the fucking garbage like I was going to do. Just do something. I don't understand the people who live in this fucking neighborhood. Oh, it's a Halloween decoration. Was it the same lady that uh, wanted to get the pills from you? No. I think they moved. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I don't know how long after that, but a few months after that incident, the uh, cops rolled up on their house. Richard Simmons? That's his name, I guess. Richard Simmons. Come Come to the door, please. This is the police department. And they were out there for about 40 minutes. They were probably home, but being pill heads and shit, allegedly. Oh, no, I mean, if they were asking for fucking dog pills. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm drunk in the backyard just yelling shit. They're not going to come and get me because I'm on my property having fun drinking beer and starting a fire. <laughs> so, yeah, some they were running from the law, I guess, because I have never seen them back at that house since that night. So I'm guessing, and here's what happened this morning, Tom, is they were up before you, you know, because they're tweakers. And... uh they look out there and say, hey, I think that's a dead something out there. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it probably is a dead something. Hey, that one guy lives across the street, the child molester looking guy, he goes for walks every day. It's right there in front of his house. Maybe he'll pick it up. He ain't going to pick it up. Yes, he will. No, he ain't. Yes, we, I bet you $100 that he don't pick it up. And if he don't pick it up, you got to go pick it up. I'll take that bet. <laughs> and 
they see you coming out the door and they see you take a look there and just see you walk on your way. See, like, that's God. not how it went at all. It went because <clears throat> I'm not a hundred dollars. What? See, I'm not a prostitute, Joe, so I don't walk the streets. I just do laps in my backyard. Uh, so, uh, you know, I kind of see from the backyard just this black mass off in the distance. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Thinking, hey, maybe Tom does a couple of miles around the neighborhood, get fresh air out there, you know, wave high to the neighborhood. No, you stay in your own little compound. Yep, walk 40 minutes to an hour, just walking laps. and Walk around the mask hole. Yeah. Check Pretty on much. Lines. <laughs> All right. Got my headphones in, listen to something, and start walking. To, you know, get you going, get you educated. Oh, it's probably a bunch of podcasts or whatever pops up on YouTube for the day. Podcasts that you can recycle some jokes for this. That's right. It's all I do. Yeah, I know. They call me the big green bin. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're working on your A1C levels. You know, it's not doing anything because I got on the scale, I forget, maybe like a month ago. It was like 305, fuck you. This is the fucking fattest my big fat ass has ever been. So far. Yeah, so far. And it's weird. It's like all my shirts shrink. So, uh, (laughs) like, I get on this thing, the scale, I think it's called. So I get on this scale, like, uh, I forget when, but it was like back-to-back days just to see, you know. I walked for 15 minutes. Surely I had to have lost seven pounds. And it's not. It's like my weight fluctuates five pounds every day back and forth. I have no, I don't take that heavy as shits and eat that much. So, and the pasta's been fucking, I don't know how I'm doing that, but I haven't been eating so much of that shit. And the beer's been cut down, but it's not doing shit. Luckily, I enjoy walking, so at least there's that. You don't drink a lot of soda water, do you? No, I used to when I drank a lot of rum. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nowadays it's just like, oh, hey, look, they got a Fago root beer. I'm going to get one of those. Or just every chance in a blue moon, like if we're going out to eat or something like that and I'm not getting beer, it's always just an unsweet iced tea. And that's not because of the fucking diabetes I don't have, mm-hmm. but I just like unsweet tea. Um, I don't know. They say when you're older, you got to push yourself a whole lot harder to drop weight or to get any kind of uh, results. You know, like you, I walk every day with Skylar. I come back and do push-ups, sit-ups and shit, and I see no results, zero. I don't get on the scale but I just look like my same old dopey self every fucking day, you know, just like uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy in training, you know, just like I'm trying to get to the, you know, the dog though, she's in shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> water. Mm. Oh shit. When I decided I was going to start walking, 
I tried doing push-ups. Luckily, I have psoriatic arthritis, so my wrist is all fucked up. I was just like, oh, yeah, can't do this because of the arthritis. All right, it's not because I'm a big fat fuck. (laughs) No way I'm doing jumping jacks because I got testicles and a floppy dick, so that's not happening. But I did sit-ups. It made me want to puke, but I did them. It'll so do now that. I just wake up and walk. You can do some squats. Fuck no. I was remembering Juan talking about doing burpees. I was just like, yeah, the Juan was saying he does those He's around my age. Let's let's see what those are. Oh my God. <laughs> uh I haven't put those back into my into my routine. But I think I could only do like 25 at a time and then Jesus, like, 25. I'll do a half and hit my head. But it took me a while to get to 25. You know, it's just like, oh, five, I was fucked up. And then it took me maybe, I don't know, a month and a half to get to 25. But so uh, for people who don't know what the fuck a burpee is, please explain. Okay, you start out in a standing position, you crouch down kick your legs out like in a push-up position bring your legs back in push yourself back up and jump and jump and that's the killer uh <laughs> after you've done that uh yeah it's it's uh i think when you're younger that's fine you know you could probably do that you know now i'm talking like middle school high school younger uh at my age fuck they're hard you know Want to win a mystery box of shit? Send us a video of you attempting burpees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but, you know, luckily, uh, now the other side of my throat is hurting like the one side was hurting before, so I won't have to worry about it much longer. I, uh... Like I've been telling you about those headaches I've been getting. Well, yesterday I barbecued, you know, made uh, chicken, meat, seafood, shrimp, all that shit. Took it over next door and we were, you know, starting to do some drinking. Then I had this big headache that just came and like overwhelmed the side of my face. And it feels like my eye is just going to pop, you know, it's going to fucking explode like a horror movie. And I just had to put my beer down and like, hey, I got to go, you know, Lisa, see you, I'm going to bed. And I came home and I just went straight to bed and just passed the fuck out at 930, 930. It's not like I was drinking all day or anything, you know. I wake up and I have this pressure, maybe. Maybe that's what Lisa was saying, because this weather's been all weird and whatever, but uh I don't know. I've never had that before. I didn't know if, if that's something you develop later in life or what. If so, that's fucking strange. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it can happen. Just uh, sinuses fucking suck. Mine's fucked up right now. They're always fucked up. So it is what it is. It's not fun. No, I mean, this was not a uh, pleasant headache. I've never had a migraine before, so I don't know what that is to to give it a basis of comparison. But it hurt. It was painful, you know, just 
I can't sit here and drink anymore, which is one of my favorite things to do. So I had to call it quits and, you know, didn't get to watch Vampire Dog yet. I got to watch that tomorrow. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> Not going to be able to edit that out since we're live. Oh. <laughs> oh shit so forget you heard anything about our bonus show that's dropping on halloween but i w- <laughs> um uh beginning with and i'll probably have to spell this one for you this one's called Wesera, the bone woman i already talked about this joe you don't have to spell shit Oh, did we talk about this? Or you? I talk- did. Yeah, did I said it fucking sucked. It was about a lady who doesn't think she's a lesbo or doesn't want to be, but she really is. Yeah. And then she- yeah. It fucking sucks. It's making a list. It is making a list. I finally have something to contribute to a list for this year. And yeah, like Tom said, this is uh, one of these fucking moralistic, allegorical type horror movies and it's all about the struggles of women and how uh how women are expected to act a certain way when they're mothers and this movie encourages mothers just to fucking leave their children <laughs> go and live your dream your lesbian punk rock uh you know youth dreams that you didn't get to live you know because if you don't you might be haunted by a spirit that <laughs> You know, it makes cracking noises when it walks. And uh, you might just think your bones are breaking or something. And you might just throw your kid in the fridge for a little while. This movie sucked. This is just, you know, first of all, don't fucking preach to me. You know, hey, you don't want that shit. Don't have kids. Don't decide after you have kids and then you got married. You know what? I want to live out my dreams. I'm leaving everything behind uh, I want to live out my dreams to eat a hoochie daddy's butt. Yeah. Uh, not a good movie at all. At all. There's nothing. I wouldn't even say there's anything horror about it because, like I said, it's all allegorical. It's all bullshit that's maybe in her mind. It is in her mind. And you got a bunch of enablers around her, you know, a bunch of other women that are lesbians and they don't look like they're happy, you know, like they're having a good <laughs> Why would they? Because the only thing they want out of life is to grow a dick, but that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Strange shit, man. And you know, of course, this is one of these movies that like people will tell you, oh, if you don't like it, you just don't get it. You know, you're not smart enough to like, no, you know what? I'm not entertained by this movie. And I get it. when. <laughs> no, I get it. It's not that deep. Right. You know, when something makes me think for a while, it's smart. Not when it makes me think, this sucks. <laughs> if you thought after I watch your movie, then no, your movie wasn't smart at all. You know, and everybody will tell you different. It shows all these allocades that it's gotten, you know, all these, you know, timely you know, uh, enlightening, you know, the critics will be saying this shit. This critic says this to that. Fuck you. You know, don't talk to me that way. That's what I'm saying. Don't talk to strangers either. 
Yeah, that movie fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. yeah. At least her family knew that she sucked. <laughs> so they would accept that fucking bitch aunt of hers taking <laughs> her to the fucking chicken doctor and shit. <laughs> 2020. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, Joe, I watched the Clint Howard classic Evil Speak. Have you heard of this one? I have. You seen it? Yeah, but this was in, like, I don't know, middle school that I saw it. I haven't seen it since. thought it was pretty cool back then, but enlighten me. Uh, so this is about Clint Howard. He's a, he's a cadet at a military school. And uh, I don't think it's the fucking American psycho Batman guy, but uh, his, like, rival is some fucking kid who looks just like that fucking guy weird is what i'm trying to say both the leads look fucking weird so anyways old batman christian bale i think his name is so old bale hayes like oh clint howard you're such a fucking bitch and i hate you you ugly fuck learn how to play football dickhead so he's just getting picked on and bullied and shit and clint howard says enough i'm gonna summon the devil through a computer because that's what he did at the time so in the meantime when clint howard's trying to summon the devil through the computer it says oh we need blood we need blood to compute program so it just so happens that uh the school chef this big fat probably a gay has this whole litter of puppies that he's hiding in the kitchen because that's sanitary all the fucking puppies are drinking from this dog's sagging ass fucking nips and shit right next to where the fucking pancake batter stored (laughs) so uh there's one puppy that won't suck on those big hanging dog nips and clint howard's like hey can i have this one i promise i won't fuck it and then the chef is just like, oh, I guess so. Just take care of it. and Don't fuck it. You said you wouldn't. Okay, I won't. Wink. So Clint Howard, also, he's been relegated to clean out the basement of this fucking military school, which I guess is an ancient castle. <laughs> and that's where he finds the computer and the computer software to summon the devil. And there's like uh, the groundskeeper who's a drunk. He lives down there, but he doesn't know about this secret fucking computer room or whatever. So uh, Clint Howard stores the dog like under a fucking bench and puts shit up against it so the dog can't get out. And then he just fucks off and goes to bed, you know, upstairs on the other side of the fucking place. Didn't leave it any food. Didn't leave it any fucking water. Just, oh, I'll be back in about 22 hours. And maybe I'll be able to take you outside if I can hide you. So pretty much this whole movie is just Clint Howard abusing this fucking dog. And you always think, oh, my God, this dog is going to fucking die because it needs the blood. This sucks. I'm waiting all this time just to see him kill this fucking dog 
so he can summon the devil. But Clint Howard, thankfully, doesn't kill the dog. His bullies do because they find the fucking secret room. So uh, the fucking dog dies and then Clint Howard has enough. He gets human blood, gets fucking possessed by Satan or whatever, starts flying around the fucking joint with a medieval sword, splitting motherfuckers in half and cutting their heads off and shit. And all the effects and everything like that in the movie, pretty fucking good. However, the whole time I'm watching, it's like, man, why are you treating that dog like this? I don't want to see this fucking dog get killed and shit. And then they killed the dog. So I know you're supposed to feel like, oh, that's the final straw that made him snap. But fuck you. How about that? How about he adopted a Cambodian child and he was keeping him or her under the bench and then it's oh look at little cambo and then they kill that motherfucker instead of the dog but they don't and it hurts it for me it's still worth a watch but that shit with the man it's like a little puppy too it's fucked it's fucked joe Hmm. clint howard's ugly as shit but if you can get past those two things i would say check out evil speak it's worth a watch but I just don't go for fucking abuse against animals, even though my favorite horror movie is Planet Terror and that dog gets run the fuck over. It just it couldn't be happier to jump out of the fucking Jeep and get run over by the car behind it. (laughs) But it does. And uh, I really wish that scene wasn't in the movie, Joe. (laughs) Oh, shit. Did you uh, get like a Blu-ray of this or did you just watch it? Straight? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Tom, I can't say this is a review since I didn't watch it all the way through. But Oh, uh, can you hold on? Yeah. Can you hold on? I think we have a phone call coming in. See, now that we're doing this, I got to find you like a wig. And some glasses that you can hurry up and whoop. <laughs> and then we'll get you like a plastic cigarette. Yeah. And a, so you just have a little prop. And an Xbox controller or some shit. <laughs> what? You're going to drive a submarine and kill everyone? <laughs> so, yeah. Our buddy, old friend of the show, John Carpenter, uh, had a new series premiere on Peacock, and this is called John Carpenter's Suburban Screams. Uh, I couldn't find this for a while because I was looking for Suburban Nightmares. And that's <laughs> but then, okay, fucking night, you know, after looking around, all right, it's on Peacock. And, you know, I thought, hey, this is going to be an anthology show. Maybe he's going to come out at the beginning and do like a little host thing. Hey, this is uh, uh, John Carpenter, and welcome to uh, Suburban Screams. But no, uh, it just shows you, hey, you know, the the nightmares in your street could be worse than any you've ever imagined. You'll never look at your neighbors again after watching this show. And 
it's one of those documentary style shows, you know, this based on true events and it's talking supposedly, I don't know. I didn't get as far as the credits to the people that this happened. And this one is a story about people uh, at a party that were using a Ouija board, Tom, and they are contacted by a murder victim. And, you know, it goes from reenactments to the people talking and that's as far as I got. I turned it off 15 minutes, the first commercial break, because it sucked. It really sucked. I don't know how much involvement John Carpenter had with this. I'm guessing he signed a paper, cashed a check so they could use his name. And that's as far as it went. Uh, it sucks. It You know, 15 minutes, that's all I watched. I can't say all of it sucks, but I saw enough. For me to say, it sucks and I don't want to watch anymore. I waste my time enough on bullshit. And uh, I don't need to start this series. And I, I wasn't going to get invested in it. There's nothing to get invested in. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, I seen something. I forgot where the fuck it was. But it was, oh, new John Carpenter thing coming out. So I kind of looked at it. I was like, episodic. Peacock, and then I started reading more, and it seems like it came off as John Carpenter's Dark Side of the Ring because it's like reenactments with talking heads and shit. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking good. But unlike Dark Side of the Ring, this is real reenactments, not just people with their faces in shadow and eventually cut to a ring and people just going like this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so they didn't rip off the thin blue line, is what you're saying. Right, yeah. Ah, I see. That's a real fucking good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but now you watch that fucking movie, it's like, ah, oh, when's Ric Flair going to come out and swing his dick around at a flight attendant? Ah, well, speaking of uh, talking to the dead through objects, I won't sit on this one too long because uh, we already did like a whole 30-minute video of this that you can check out on the uh, YouTube page by searching Boy Gob Talk To Me. But uh, I checked out Talk To Me. It was okay, Joe. I pretty much, uh, I'm on the same page as you where it's just like, yeah, it's all right. I'll never watch it again. I'm sure the younger generation fucking love it, but yeah, yeah, it was all right. I'll never watch it again. I'm sure the younger generation will love it. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I mean, I'll talk about that more a little later. But been saying that a lot this year because they're that's what they're making the movies for the younger generation. That's so smart. I mean, horror movies are for fucking children to begin with. Uh, it's not so great for. Us veterans, Tom, yeah, or Prince. We need more elevated horror. <laughs> <laughs> the Bone Woman. We don't need that shit at all. Oh, shit. But Tom, I went uh, to the Texas Theater's Tuesday Night Trash, and I watched The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. You ever seen this one, Tom? No, I'm straight. Have you ever seen Let Sleeping Corpses Lie? Also, I enjoy women. Uh, I had seen Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, 
which was an Anchor Bay DVD that I bought a long time back and I uh, thought it was pretty good. You know, it's like, hey, this is all right, man. This is a different idea. So in this film, this uh, hippie type guy, he's uh, going to visit some friends out in the countryside and he hops on a motorbike, Tom, to drive over there. Well, at the same time, this young bird uh, going to if, going to visit her sister who has a bit of a drug problem. She's on smack. And, uh, well, she happens just to back her car into uh, the guy's motorcycle. So he gets in the car. You're taking me to see my mates, you know, and forces her to drive. And she's like, okay, but we got to stop and see my sister real, real quick. And when they get there, like some dude is attacking her sister's keeper. I don't know if it's her boyfriend or whatever, but, you know, uh, he has her, I guess, under under watch so she doesn't do drugs, which she's trying to. Got some hidden there. But anyway, some zombies are coming out. And the reason zombies are coming out is because the Department of Agriculture in Britain trying this new thing to stop insects from uh, from ruining the crops and then this thing is like a sonic projection thing it makes it emits a noise and it's powered by radiation and what it does is makes the insects kill each other instead of the crops but also what it does is make the recently dead come to life now the good thing about it being recently dead is they don't have to do like zombie makeups to where they're all rotted and shit because they're just recently dead. You know, they might have like a bullet hole in them or stab wound or something. But nah, no need for fancy makeups here. You know, just give them some contacts and their eyes are red. And hey, that's good enough. And like I said, I thought this movie was good back in the day. Uh, it's still good. It's uh, But it's funny is what it is. It cracks me up. There's a hard nose detective that thinks uh, the hippie guy is the one killing them because there's very few zombies coming out you know so yeah he tells them no it's zombies who's gonna believe that and uh there's just just a lot of funny shit you know a lot of inappropriate stuff for our modern day and uh and age you know things that would not fly well with hr departments now but uh I still get a kick out of this stuff. Don't say some of the stuff that's said, which I cannot repeat on this show because we're trying to build an audience, you know, and wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. So when you say that uh, they're trying to get rid of all the insects, like grasshoppers, ants, flies, bees and insects is it just insects or are they trying to go after the outsects as well just the insects okay yeah um yeah it's an all right movie you know i dig it you know it's a it's a good drinking movie with buddies it's good to hear Hmm. good to hear joe so does this movie go by the same title or did you watch two movies? Uh it's the same title. I think I think it now. And I think they have it under its original title, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. That figures. Mm-hmm. Ah <laughs> oh, shit.
uh, Joe, I watched one of my favorites that I never talk about. It's Anatomy. Have you ever heard of this one? Anatomy. Yes. This one has that Run Lola Run Girl in it. Yeah. She's a bunch of mates and birds. He's French, I think. I maybe German. I think you're right. German. I think this is a German movie. Yeah, you're right. Run Lola Run was German. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, are you familiar with Body Worlds? No, uh, but I've seen that Jennifer Lopez movie. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Body Worlds is a art exhibit, a museum installation. And uh, it's pretty much a wacky German fuck gets uh, people to donate their bodies. And then he like rips their skin off and splices them down the middle and then fills them up with plastic. And then you go to a fucking museum and see these fucking wacky ass corpses. I must have seen this shit five times in three different cities. Oh shit, I got the book. I don't even. It's like thinking about this shit now. It's like this shit is fucking gross. These are like real cut up people. And they're like, so one of the, there's, dude, there's so many different things to look at. One of these motherfuckers is cut like deli meat. The whole body in each fucking piece is like hung up an inch separated from the ceiling with what? A whole bunch of goofy shit. I forgot what the fucking piece, the piece, I forgot what corpse this was, but I was on one side and Corey was on the other, you know, up close looking at shit like, oh yeah, we're fucking nuts for getting this close to this fucking guy. So he's like up close looking right at it. And I just go and blow a bunch of dead guy dust and shit all over into his fucking face. Oh, and of course he was about to puke, because why wouldn't you? You got fucking dead guy in your sinus cavity now. Oh, I was well, probably in my top five funniest things I've ever witnessed in my life. But uh, yeah, so this is pretty much uh, a Body Worlds movie. It's based off of this fucking guy, and it's about a uh, a lady who gets accepted. She's like the second best fucking test taker of medical quizzes in Germany. So she gets accepted to this very, very highly regarded medical school. And, uh, it turns out that, uh, there's an anti Hippocratic society. And, you know, the doctors take the Hippocratic oath where it's, oh, do no harm. But these guys are like, ah, oh, fuck you. Sometimes you got to break a couple eggs to, you know, figure stuff out. So uh, it's pretty much like these people are just knocking the students off one by one and turning them into art installations and shit. 
Uh, I watched this movie a few times. Always, I don't forget about it, but it's always just like, oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Why don't I watch it? Ah, now nah, watch this instead. But uh, it's good. It's definitely of its time, uh, early early two thousands. I want to say. Uh, I'm surprised this shit hasn't gotten some kind of upgrade yet because there's some really good gore effects. It's not like it's a cheesy bullshit horror movie. Actual money and shit was put into it and fucking the props and shit are all pretty cool. So if you've never seen it, I would definitely say I would definitely say check it out. But uh, yeah, it's it's good shit. And there's a. Uh, there's an English dub version, so that helps. You don't have to listen to all this moosh moosh shit. So I appreciated that. Well, this yeah. more into the like suspense or murder mystery genre uh, than horror. Sort of, kind of, but it's pretty gory. I would say it's definitely more a horror movie, not so much, you know. It's not that classy, Joe. I've got a copy of it, I think, uh somewhere at the shop and it's got a slip cover tom before slip covers mm. you know it's just red with a hand or some shit on it so it's anatomy yeah. yeah yep yep i guess they made a part two which i never seen tune in <laughs> next week <Tee-hee. laughs> all right tom uh last week i talked about this Frankenstein versus Dracula, Dracula versus Frankenstein, whatever. Uh, today, or this week, I'm talking about Brain of Blood, which is the second feature on this disc from our friends at Severin. Uh, of course, that's the slip. This, which uh, seems to always reminds me of a Intellivision game because of this rainbow logo here. You know, I don't know. Uh, Brain of Blood, again, like the other one. This is a ridiculous movie. It starts out in some Arabic country, this, uh, this one leader of this Arabic country that everybody loves. He's brought peace to the land. He's on his deathbed. And, uh, Damn, have you ever seen that music video? Or any <laughs> video. Uh, yeah, he's about to die, and they, they're worried that this is going to throw the country into chaos but well he has a plan he had uh contacted a scientist that specializes in uh transplanting b- brains from one body what, to what a- does he do with those brains transplants them oh i thought you said transplanting yeah well that's something totally different but anyway so his uh his cohorts you know his confidants and his lady which is a beach blonde bronze tanned bimbo looking chick who happens to be the director al adamson's wife uh they take him over to the states the united states of america where this is gonna happen now this uh mad scientist guy he's assistant and uh this is played by the great angelo rossiti rossiti something like that some italian name He's, uh, you know, talked about him last time. He was in Dracula versus Frankenstein. Uh, it seems like Al Addison used a lot of the same people a whole lot of the time. They were buddies of his, whatever. Uh, 
but he doesn't have the body really to transplant. So he's got a an assistant, just like in the last movie, who suffers from uh, retardation. He's also got a a scarred up face because when he was not younger, I don't know, some bullies. I couldn't figure out if they were his brothers or something. They poured battery acid on his face to teach him a lesson. And well, lesson learned. So that's the only body around. And he puts the brain into that guy's body. So he wears a, uh, I guess you would call it a prosthetic or what's the term you fucking VH, VFX guys use? Hat. Application. Well, yeah, this pretty much looks like a hat. And it's pretty ridiculous. You know, it's kind of like they're making fun of uh, Michael Berryman, you know, because he uh, makes his head like that oval football shape. And it doesn't match his skin tone at all. You know, it's pretty bad. And, you know, he gets loose. The midget has some women down in the dungeon that he, like, I don't know, tortures from time to time. And it's it's not a good movie, but goddamn, I found myself enjoying it. And I got to say, man, it, it's a lot of fun. I am definitely holding on to this. I even watched the special features because I was so endeared to this movie. And unfortunately, the special features for, for Brain of Blood are just... Uh, it's a clip from the Al Adamson documentary that they did that just features on this, on this feature. Uh, and Angelo Rosito, they called him Angie. Tom, that's that was his name. His buddies called him Angie. That's a girl's name, but hey, he's a midget. What's he gonna do, right? Uh, At least he's making money from all those fucking lists he has. Yeah. Now, I didn't mention this last time. But I had seen both of these movies before. But goddamn, Severin, you cleaned the shit out of them. These are the best these movies have ever looked. Uh, I'd seen them before to where the transfer was so bad. You know, you get a headache looking at it and you can't figure out what's going on. Uh, Brain of Blood, I think, looks better than the main feature, Dracula versus Frankenstein. Because there's still some shots in there that are too dark that the probably the source material they had there was nothing better they could do with it but uh but they look good man they look good also along with the movies you get well you get this little card whatever whatever you can do with that but you get the soundtrack and uh not that that matters because the music to both these movies is pretty shitty but if you want to listen music or have shitty music playing out the window on halloween or something this has got you covered. Brain of Blood, I recommend. We'll uh, see if we can get him on before the old Black Friday sale. Because uh, I got, actually, I'm kind of interested in the process of actually restoring these fucking movies. And what is it? Is it like taking the shit into a computer and just hitting fucking autocorrector? Whatever, I think that would be something interesting to actually find out. And once he gives us the answer, he can say, hey, you got anything to plug? Click. <laughs> Those were the days. They were. I, uh, oh, never mind. 
Joe's walking away, so I'll just say head on over to dwnproductions.net. <laughs> Masks, bus, props, custom work, art. Who doesn't love art? I'll tell you who. Assholes. After that, head on over to Fast Custom Shirts. Hundreds and hundreds of t-shirt designs. Uh, yeah, all for like 12 to $15 if you're a big fat guy like myself, so... Head on over to Fast Custom Shirts, dwnproductions.net. Now back to your regularly scheduled erection. Joe, <laughs> I watched a movie called Deliver Us. It is a 2023 joint. Have you heard of it? No. Is this one of the Huluweens? <laughs> no, this is their last week's faith-based movie uh-huh. says as we know there's always one every week ah uh, this one's about a uh priest who wants to leave the cloth behind and just his wife's pregnant they're gonna have a kid so he wants to become a family man and do all that and it's an actual wife a lady not a seven-year-old boy so it's actually a wife so uh, the, his superior is just like, we need you one more time. This fucking nun saying she got immaculately concepted, but she has twins. Oh, my God. So he goes, talks to her. It's like, yeah, the twins, they talk to me in my dreams. One's good. One's evil. And there's people out there, the church, who wants to kill the evil one. But we can't because we're not sure which one it is. So the whole thing is just, you know, oh, the fucking she's trying to make the priest be her fucking husband so they can raise these kids together so they can fight when they're old enough for good verse evil and that ah, sucks <laughs> <laughs> not shitty enough to uh make a list but it was just ah, who, who gives a fuck <laughs> yeah i mean it looked nice uh it was just a whole lot of whatever it was a lot of 2023 is what you're saying yeah sure was Tom, like you, I also watched another 2023 to add to uh, a list, I would think. But no, it's not going to make a list. Uh, This is Boogeyman, and it is from the mind of Stephen King. And if I remember correctly, it's from a short story that was in the Night Shift collection. But I don't remember the story. I know I read it, but I don't remember it all that well. But I know it wasn't like this movie. Um. this movie about a guy, a psychiatrist, and his uh, wife that recently passed away in a uh, auto accident. So, wait a minute, I'm getting those movies confused. No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And he's got uh, two daughters. One is an antisocial type in school. You know, she's got one Asian friend that she hangs around with, but uh, the other girls in their circle. They don't really like her. 
you know, and she's really upset that her mom died. And then she's got a younger sister, a sibling, uh, a guy shows up at their house. This it's one of these things where the guy's a psychiatrist, but he does his practice there in the house, you know, has patients come over and talks to them. Yeah, he's cheap. Yeah. So one dude shows up he just shows up out of the blue when he's talking about, yeah, they say I killed my daughters, but I didn't, you know, you know, I loved them and whatever. And he goes upstairs and hangs himself. And because of that, Tom, he has unleashed a spirit that comes through closets at night, you know, in the dark. <laughs> it's a gay monster. Ooh. <laughs> Can't really see it because it's in the dark. So it, it's a CGI monster. It's a. Uh, I'm trying to. There's a video game where the monster looks exactly, but it's kind of one of these with its arms up here and it crawls like forward like that, you know. Uh, shitty. Well, like extra. No. When extra gets hit by a car. Maybe like that thing that comes out of the uh, closet in Poltergeist. Uh, just the way the appendages are, not the look of it. But and, and this one's always in shadow because, like, you know, CGI. We only have CGI money. Let's keep it in shadow. Uh, they do this weird thing uh, with, with the framing of the movie, too. Like, the frame has a haze around it. And I don't, all that shit does is give me a headache and uh, distracts me from the movie. But the movie sucked anyway. Uh, a lot of jump scares that aren't scary. And yeah, that's pretty much all there was to it. Jump scares and the shitty monster, and then the girl trying to like, hey, she's got to be the brave one for her little sister, you know, so this creature doesn't take her sister, and they've got to get over the loss of their mother. So maybe the spirit of their mother can come help them against this creature that's never explained, just that it eats fear, it feeds. On terror, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's stupid. It's just a fucking movie. And I know I've heard some people say, oh, that's pretty good. You know, it's not. It's not good, man. It's not. It's a PG-13 horror flick. So, you know, you're not getting much in the way of kills and all that shit. Um, there's a scene where she invites some friends over to her house. And... You know, because she wants to, hey, I want to be more social or whatever. But she invites some chick that had talked shit to her, like, earlier in the scene. And you know this girl, like, bullies her, just talks shit all the Why would you invite this girl to your house? You know? Oh, so they can play a prank on you. And so they can add more. I don't know. Fuck this. I don't even want to talk about it anymore, Tom. Boogeyman, don't watch it. 2023. I don't know. The... It's not bad enough that it's going to make my worst of list, but it's just something I, I don't recommend. Like I said, uh, same thing with Talk to Me. If it's if you're a young, especially young horror fan, like 11, 12 years old, this might be scary, spooky to you. But uh, anybody else, it's just going to be ah, whatever. It's a whatever movie. It's a whatever year. Yeah, uh, I think this one came out early, early this year, and I've heard nothing but not good things. Well, I, so. I uh, actually, old Shazam talked about this one yesterday. I think, if I remember, 
I think he said something like, and then the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are we going to talk about this or am I going to hold off till next week? Let's hold off till next week. Give me a chance. Okay. Well, that's all I watched, Joe. Me too. Wait, before before that, I should say uh, old Steven and I recorded uh, the two new, uh, not new, but uh, the next episodes of Tales from the Crypt. He had the old Morty puppet, and we were talking about the ventriloquist dummy. It's like, well, shit, I got to get a plug for that in this episode. Hey, Steve, come on down and talk about... <laughs> Tales from the Crypt and whew, boy. <laughs> All right. Tuesday and Thursday. Check those episodes out. Okay. And then uh Tuesday at about 2 a.m. Uh the review for uh Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match will be up. Assuming that I'm able to watch it at midnight and then get straight to the computer and record so around two (laughs) o'clock tuesday morning that should be up and that'll be uh the extra shit for the week unless you know i know joe this was a this was a rough week for you don't know if you want to get into it now or you know, maybe in a week or eight, get to that studio I set up for you. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, that night I ended up getting rather drunk and I was like fucking depressed. It was kind of like like a shitty moment for me. But I got over it the next day and thought, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. And so I didn't. Uh, and what was I going to do anyway? Just fucking gush over some fucking comics that a dead guy made, you know, that uh, that I'll never get to meet. And thank for all the fucking great comics he made. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in empowerment, Sam Keith. (laughs) Hey, Joe, you like stepfathers? Now, look at this. This is, you know... On first glance, okay, you know, that, that encapsulates the movie. No, it, it's close, awful work. Look at these people here. Look at how awful this looks. This is, you know, with the, without the glare there. I mean, you see this in person. This looks horrible. And on top of that, that is not even in the movie. No, it's not. And somebody got paid to put this poster together. You know, probably paid pretty well. Huh. Mm. This is the remake of The Stepfather. And uh, while you would want to, you know, judge this movie on its own, you really can't if you've seen the original. Okay, no, I can. Instead of uh, Terry O'Quinn, they've got Dylan Walsh, who was in Nip Tuck for however many seasons that lasted. Nothing else, really. Nothing else of note. And you yeah, got, I don't know who the fuck that cracker is. And then you got other people that uh, were in TV shows that I didn't watch. And 
Amber Heard, who looks really different here, maybe because it's, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago when this was made. 2009, the, I want to say it came out. Yeah, 2009. So, yeah, she looks uh, pretty different. I don't know if that's just age. I or, think she looks younger. Or work, what, younger now? <laughs> anyway, it's the same thing. You know, this tries to start out with the same scene, uh, really effective scene in the first film where guys like uh, like getting dressed, like he's going to work or whatever. And then he comes down the stairs and you see his dead family. But uh, yeah, they just look stupid here. Like one's like her, his head is in the fucking uh, cereal bowl or something stupid like that. So he goes off. Meets another woman that's a single woman with a uh, with children of her own, and she's divorced. And he throws on the whole line, "Hey, yeah, well, my wife and da- daughter died, you know, a year ago in a in a car accident. Six months later, they're gonna get married. They've been hooked up for a while, but she's got another son in the picture, and he's coming back from military school because he was a fuck up." Or, you know, you didn't know what he was like back then. You know, see, he was a big fuck up. Uh, he was on the swim team. But, you know, with all those fuck ups, he can't be on the swim team anymore. News- he was on the swim team, yet he has a girlfriend. Totally unrealistic movie. Well, stepdad goes and talks to the coach, gets him provisional status to be on the swim team. Yet the rest of the movie... He never goes to practice or anything like that. You'd think, you know, you're trying to get on this swim team. You'd be there practicing all the goddamn time. But no, we never see that again. We do see him lounging around on a floaty in their swimming pool at home. But that's it. The uh, stepdad, I don't know, grabs the young kid, the younger kid by the neck when he's, you know, got his TV too loud. And, you know, that didn't seem that rough to me, but, you know, what the fuck? Uh, The older military school kid, he's suspicious about it. Same shit. The uh, stepdad's got to go kill the neighbor because the neighbor's like saying, hey, that guy looks like the guy from America's Most Wanted. Gets her out of the picture. He has to kill a few other people. Should be on the run right then and there. But this stepfather's not very smart. He keeps a bunch of evidence locked away in some flimsy-looking cupboards, and uh, it's uh, it's not good. It's like a lifetime, a little bit more money to spend, but uh, it's not. It's just shit, you know. It's just no. I don't. I didn't like it, Tom. Didn't like it. Uh, but I think like if you like lifetime movies and you've never seen the original stepfather which isn't that great uh you might think that's all right you know not horrible movie but i have seen those other ones so yeah to me it was not good see the thing that got me about uh you breaking this movie down the synopsis if you will you keep referring to him as the stepfather however They never get. Yes. Yeah. This is another fucking entry where he is not the stepfather, but mom's boyfriend probably isn't a good title for a movie. <laughs> oh, this one was easily the fucking worst 
out of the four. Uh, very, very of its time. And every scene, there's a horrible, horrible, awful, fucking dreadful of its time song that plays. And it's just like, oh, Christ, every song's worse than the one that came before it. And this movie is just fucking fuck you. Like the whole time I was just, ugh, ugh. it was, it was fucking bad. The fucking queef mom's boyfriend, he fucking sucks. At least Terry O'Quinn had some kind of charm to him. This guy just fucking sucks uh everybody sucks uh maybe not the military kid because you don't even what did he do who knows we don't know he seems like he's fucking fine he doesn't seem like he's a fucking asshole prick kid or anything it's not like he fucking got a broomstick shoved up his ass and that straightened him out or something i don't know you never there's like no character development in this movie at all like the fucking, uh, the, like you were saying, the mom's like, hey, turn that video games down in there. I can hear it all the way down here in our giant ass mansion of a fucking house. So the stepdad goes up, grabs the little kid by the back of his neck, makes him come. And then like two scenes later, he was out with his real dad and then tough guy real dad you ever touch my son again i'll fuck you up i'm the only one that's gonna make this boy come and they don't even like if that happened to me yeah i'm not a father i don't know but that motherfucker would have been knocked out on the goddamn ground and probably had the fucking shape of my foot in his fucking head but that's just me um like everything about this is just shitty. You have that thing where he's fucking, oh, I got to be a new person. So he's shaving and putting that fucking sucked. And then he does the thing you're saying. He walks downstairs and you think you're going to see the murder scene in the background. How is like fucking played off well in the first one? Nah, this guy's just going to eat some fucking toast and peanut butter because you know, that's his character trait in the movie. He loves toast and peanut butter. Eats it a few times throughout this fucking piece of shit. And then it's just like, oh, look, that PG-13 dead family. Terrific. And then he just fucks off. And at the end, he looks like some fucking dickhole surfer guy. Like he's trying to fucking, oh, this, nobody's going to recognize me. Why? Because you have sideburns and a stupid soul patch, you fucking idiot. You look like the same goddamn guy. This is just fucking rubbish for the bin mate this is fucking i didn't really care for any of these but this one is easily the worst fucking one just fucking pig fucking piece of shit this is so like tom mentioned there uh the stepfather doesn't die in this one like he did in all the other ones just to come back this one they left it open for a sequel that was uh was never made thankfully um i think they called it quits finally with old stepfather and said eh, we're not making any money on these flicks let's just cut our losses and be done with it and everybody went their ways and did more television shows or whatever i don't know uh but i'll say this uh all the trees on this 
had leaves, you know, so when the wind was blowing, you would see the trees move, Tom. I was like, you know, I'm, you, you would. You know, I'm not going to say I believe you only because the first scene takes place on Christmas Day and I can't remember what state they were in. But I think there was snow on the ground, so I'm not sure if that first scene did, in fact, have leaves on the trees, Joe. I think we saw an exterior shot in that first scene, but, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, This is definitely one of those movies that I kind of tuned out and uh, started cleaning the kitchen or something, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it it was fucking hard to get through. Again watch these with my mom make a movie night out of it she enjoyed it as your just you know normal average movie going watcher yeah so i mean if you're a i'm not gonna say your age because that's not appropriate to say a lady's age but if you're a lady of a certain age you'll enjoy this movie <laughs> yeah you dig those lifetime thrillers that they made this would fall into that wheelhouse and you would you know you would like that so only not as good well not as humorous uh yeah but yeah uh, i'm sorry these movies were just who gives a fuck with one really bad one at the end I know a lot of people say the Fog remake is the worst one. Uh, I think the original Fog sucks a dick. So, I mean, that kind of cancels. Sorry, Mr. C. But that just kind of cancels. I mean, shit, the original Stepfather kind of sucks anyways. So, I don't know. This is fucking, unless you're doing a fucking podcast nobody listens to, I would not suggest watching this fucking movie. Yeah, I'm not going to say the originals suck, but they're definitely good enough for me to keep in the collection. They are currently in the box that I'll be taking to the Houston whatever. And this one will be in there, too, for a more than reasonable price. Well, Joe, as I said, Halloween's coming up. So for our next thing, I wanted to do something a little spooktacular. You know, uh, I did that review with uh, Steve, and I appreciate him coming for it. But, you know, I liked when we reviewed him. But uh, I got a question for you, Joe. You like comic books? Uh, Yeah, I do. Some comic books. You like horror comic books, do you there, Joe? Some of them I do. Yeah. All right, well, let me ask you this. Do you like regular books? Books, yes. I've been known to read a book. What about uh, children's books, Joe? I liked them a lot when I was a child. Are you uh, familiar with the uh, Marvel Comics character Man thing? I am familiar with the Marvel comic book character man thing what do you think of the jews there joe uh i think uh you know they need to try to get along better with the palestinians that's all well joe joey beware you're in for a scare because uh next week we're gonna do goosebumps the haunted mask and then the week after that 
we will do Goosebumps, The Haunted Mask 2. Both of them are on Netflix, and for some reason, they're both broken up into two parts. So make sure to watch both parts there, Joe, and uh, turn in, tune in next week where uh, we find out about old Carly Beth there, Joe. All right. Hmm. Can't wait. At least I didn't say, hey, Joe, Goosebumps season one. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, uh, let's swing into another amazing issue of Spider-Man. Uh, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man was a guest fill-in issue. It had the Beatle, nothing really to do. Uh, one thing I'd learned from listening to a podcast is they always, uh, they'd contract writers for like a year and then they would have them write not only 12 issues, but one fill-in issue that there's a shitload of fill-in issues that never got published, which, uh, but this one did. And when we last saw Spider-Man in Amazing, he was wrapped up in a big plastic bag that the Green Goblin had. Aunt May, again, is on her deathbed, needs some consent forms to be signed by... Peter Parker, but how is he going to do that when he's in a plastic bag? Well, I don't know. Uh, goblins flying around. <laughs> when he's shot by a, uh, a rocket launcher or whatever they call those big guns or whatever. That you Bazooka. Put Bazooka. There you go. Yeah. You shot. should know that, Joe. Bazooka Joe? Uh, man, now those are good comics. Uh, so they're falling through the sky and Spider-Man falls into a trash bin and the Silver Mane's mobsters put some handcuffs on him, throw him in a car and are about to fuck him when Spider-Man wakes up and kicks the, them out the doors and he busts out and what the fuck happened from here? I don't know. Aunt May's dying. He finally gets to the hospital. Hey, sorry, tiger. But they already took her into surgery, you piece of shit. Where were you? Oh, uh, sorry. Well, I don't know. You know, she gets out of surgery, but she's still loopy in recovery. Joel Robertson, who never seems to be at the bugle these days. He's just out visiting Peter. Like, Peter's like like his stepson that he wants to sleep with or something, uh, you know, gets a call from J. Jonah Jerkland, says, hey, the Goblin's attacking Radio City Music Hall. He's interrupting the Rackettes on their uh, thing where they kick their legs out in unison or whatever that Silvermane just happened to be watching. Get Peter over there and tell him to get me some pictures. He gets over there, fights with the Green Goblin, and uh, the uh, the psychiatrist that's been, you know, captive by the Green Goblin and is under a uh, hood. We didn't know. Is it really a psychiatrist? No, it's not. It's Harry Osborn. Wait, what? Harry Osborn? Well, then who's the Green Goblin if it's not Harry Osborn? We'll find out next episode. 
how long can this story go on? We'll find out. Hopefully it ends next episode. I think they found out last episode who it was, Joe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah. Silvermane flips the Green Goblin over in one panel. I thought that was pretty funny because, like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> That's the Green Goblin. But it's not really the Green Goblin, you see. You know, it's just a guy that knows how to fly that glider real well, you know, after maybe one day of fucking with it. And uh, I know it's all his other... This shit sucks. <laughs> Yeah, would not recommend reading Spider-Man. Well, let me ask you this there, Bazooka. Mm -hmm. You like lists? I do. All right. Hold on a second. No. <laughs> oh, my tissues are too far to reach. Yeah. This week, Tom had us list our favorite comedy albums that are not stand-up comedy, as he specified. And uh, I had to rack the old brain here, and it's like, what are some of these that I listened to in the past? Because all the lists I find online are stand-up comedy lists. So... I remember, I guess a buddy of mine had this one. Monty Python's Life of Brian. And this was just like a lot of the speaking uh, back and forth shit from the movie and a few of the songs. And I thought some of that was pretty funny back in the day. I haven't watched the movie or listened to the album, obviously, since I was in junior high. Would I still think it's funny? I don't know. But I did back then. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my number five is, uh, I would say it's a classic of people around my age. And this, uh, this album has such tracks as uh, The Goat, uh, Piece of Shit Car, the Hanukkah Song. This is Adam Sandler's What the Hell Happened to Me. Good stuff. Hot stuff. Makes you giggle. You like Palestinians, Tom? <laughs> Be honest with you, Joe. I don't care for either of them. Squabble too much. Get along. Get along. That's all we got to do. And number four, Tom. I think my brother had this one. And uh, some of it's funny. Some of it's pretty annoying. And that is Space Ghosts. Surf and Turf, you know, from the fine people at uh, the Cartoon Network. And this had uh, some songs Space Ghost would sing, some Brack would sing. And then it would just had some scenes with Space Ghost, you know, talking to the crew. You know, talking to Brack and then that other guy that wears a radiation suit, you know. Mol uh, Moltar? Moltar, I think, yeah. You, uh, you sure that's the name of the album there, Joe? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Space Ghost Surf and Turf, I think. Okay. All right. I'll look it up after the show. All right. Might not have to. 
my number four is uh more or less a uh, no i would say more a uh, musical comedy album and uh, you ever heard the song i'm sailing away that's right sticks however on this one it goes a little and that's i can't do cartman anymore but it's sung by eric cartman from south park you see <laughs> this also has the track simultaneous loving on it it's about fucking multiple bitches at once you see mm-hmm. and this is south park chef aid the album it's good stuff when i was a kid yeah uh, when I was not a kid, somewhat out of being a kid at this point, but this album came out, which uh, was a spinoff of a variety show. It wasn't part of the variety show, but they would show it after. Tenacious D and their self-titled debut album. I listened to a lot. I thought it was funny. I thought, hey, these guys got a pretty good gimmick and they can actually play instruments and shit. And, uh, yeah, the gimmick got old to me after a while and didn't care for their other stuff as much as this first album. But when this first album came out, pretty good. Is that the one with the Dio song on it? Or is that the next one? The first one. No more rocking for you, Joe. Taking you to the home. That's right. Joe, my number three is a little album that Adult Swim put out. Stars uh, Space Ghost, Brack, Zorak, and Moltar. Pretty sure that's... I don't know. Now that I think about it, that maybe it's not his name. (laughs) It has uh, such classics as What Day Is It? and uh, others <laughs> this is called space ghosts musical barbecue <laughs> maybe no it is okay <laughs> still have the cd there joe all right <laughs> at number two uh gotta give a our Canadian friends there do. And this is uh, from Bob and Doug McKenzie, their album, The Great White North. This is a sort of a Christmas album, comedy themed, you know, and uh, they got a lot of radio play for their 12 Days of Christmas rendition where they're just talking about Canadian things that they like for Christmas. And the rest of that is just them doing skits, hijinks and shit. Yeah. thought it was funny at the time. I probably wouldn't now. Same reason I haven't gone back to rewatch Strange Brew. I'm afraid I won't like it. Joe. Joe, honey. Come back to Florida. We miss you. We miss you, Joe. You like fava beans, do you, Joe? Mm, no. They got you sick? 
fucking sick as a dog, puking up your fucking guts over there. Or garbanzo beans, now that I think about it. Pinto is the way to go. Call yourself Mexican. Well, Joe, the Jerky Boys 2. My favorite Jerky Boys album. That shit is fucking great and still holds up. God damn, I love that shit. Bit my eye, the poison eye. God! Terrific. Fucking love it. Rest in empowerment, jerky boys. At number one, I've got Cheech and Chong's greatest hit. <laughs> and the collection of all the hits from previous Cheech and Chong albums, including... Sister Mary Elephant, Blind Man Chitlin, Let's Make a Dope Deal, and others. And probably Dave's not here. Dave's not here. That would be track one if I'd have to guess. <laughs> oh, Cheech and Chong almost made my list, but those records are kind of hard to listen to. <laughs> And that's why you picked the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So number one has such classics as the Fantastic Four, the world's first gay guys, and Tex Hooper, the Norm MacDonald classic, Ridiculous. If you have never heard this album, highly highly suggest fucking listening to it because after all it is my number one comedy album of all time even though part of it if i remember correctly is stand up nope Mm. Mm. (laughs) definitely isn't joe hate to break that to you but it is not i don't know have to shine up or as they call it in england a torch you might go listen to it. What what's what's it gonna hurt? You're gonna laugh and be proven wrong. At least you'll laugh next week when we count down our top five comic book or magazine ads. These are, of course, ads that were found in comic books or magazines. I already know my number one, Joe. Probably number two as well. www.dwnproductions.net masks, bus, props, custom work. Uh, if I really wanted to, I could probably uh, have you something out for Halloween if you ordered in the next couple of days, but mm, I don't really want to. I don't really feel well. <laughs> Fastcustomshirts.com uh, added some new stuff. As I said, I would probably add some more this week as well custom work hit me up we've got like a two-week wait right now but that's pretty common and see us both in two weeks at the houston horror film fest halloween pop-up market and music review something like that i don't know i won't be there for the music part but i'll be there for the market part 
And I might not even be there. <laughs> Everybody, hope you have a great week. The month is already halfway over. So for the love of fuck, try and do something spooktacular so you don't fucking waste it. I've been trying so far, still not in the fucking Halloween spirit, but it does feel like I'm getting my October cold, so <laughs> terrific. At least it's not happening when Lori and I go fuck off for a few days, so yeah, just everybody try and enjoy your week, go fuck a ghost or some shit, and speaking of which, rest in empowerment, everybody who has passed. And until next week, Joe. Boy, God. The song, Joe. Oh.